Things that happen to you as a child causes for you to react to things when you become an adult. See, when I was a child, and this is at no fault to anyone, I love both my parents. There were some things, all of us, we go through some things. They maybe they were not aware of it, but it happened. But my parents traveled a lot growing up, giving themselves to um, the ministry, doing crusades, traveling overseas and this, that and the other. And I was raised in a home with um, siblings. And I was usually uh, my grandmother was the one that was uh, that took care of us while they were away doing all of their evangelical work. But being number five in a group of eight, I had eight, um, our family consisted of eight, my siblings. It was a total of us. It was eight. I was number five. And um, for I was the middle child. My eldest brother is 10 years older than me. And my youngest brother is 10 years younger than me. So I'm right splat in the middle. But um, growing up, when things happened, it was just like it was so many of us, you know, as the middle child, it was just like, okay, I had to like... I had to gussy up, get over it, move on. <laughs> that was it. Okay. It's, it's a lot of children here. We can't stay on you and give too much attention to you. And sometimes if I say I was hurting or if I said that something was wrong, it was just like, okay, what's wrong? Okay. Two seconds. You got attention. It's like, okay, move on to the next child, to the next situation. Trust me. I get it. It was a lot of us. I get it. And uh, that, that was probably one of my main reasons for making sure that I didn't have a lot of children, even though I love children. But I, I, I thank God for my mother and my father. You know, they did the very best that they possibly could do. Uh, but it was challenging being raised uh, with multiple, um, um, a large family, multiple with siblings. It was it was very difficult at times. We had good times. and We had bad times. Oh. But nonetheless, I had grew up feeling like my situations or my problems were not that important that I needed to find a way within myself to try to get an answer or a resolve. So I was the type of child that I, I resorted to reading a lot of books. I resorted to engaging in my studies because that took my mind off of what I had to deal with. And I felt like that was my way of self-healing. Another strategy growing up, I would clean when I, when I felt like things were overwhelming, I would clean up because cleaning up, I felt like I was in control. I would start cleaning up. I would start tidying up because it was instant gratification because when something was messy and I was able to organize, strategize, clean up, throw garbage away, it was instant gratification to say, okay, this is something that I did that was good. So those were the ways that I, I dealt with challenges. And as I grew up, I stopped asking people for help because I felt like I, I was going to get on someone's nerves or I felt like my situation was, was not as bad as someone else's situation that I would be able to deal with it on my own. But I thank God, once again, through being an educator, learning about um, ACEs and learning about how you can be made whole from situations that affected you as a child, I learned that it's okay to say, I'm not okay. I learned that it's all right to say, listen, I need help. I don't know how to fix this. I need help. And the Holy Spirit led me today to get the help that I needed. Like I said, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I would have never done that. I would have never done that. But thanks be unto God who allows for us to grow and to develop. Remember what I said? The whole point of this series is for us to be made whole. 
And I, and I feel better. I feel better on tonight. And I'm glad that I'm able to come here on tonight and share with you all tonight because I want you all to also get to that place of saying, okay, I recognize what happened to me, but I need to make sure that I go to God to show me how to repair this and give me the strength and the guidance to be made whole. All right. So let's talk about your brain. We talked about those childhood adverse, um, those adverse childhood experiences. We talked about environmental things that affect us as, as a, a child growing up. But let's talk about the brain because the brain is very powerful. And, uh, and the word tells us that we need to um, transform our spirit, renew our minds daily. We got to renew this mind daily. It is so important how we feed and understand how our brain operates because this mechanism here is what and where everything starts on how we approach life, how we perceive things, how we create strategies and outcomes. It all starts here. So let's talk about the brain. Your brain, the prefrontal cortex, the front here, this deals with relationships, choices, and your executive functioning. Okay, this deals with how you come up and uh, arrive to um, coming to a solution, how you arrive to saying, okay, what am I going to do to handle this matter? That happens in your prefrontal cortex. Then you have your limbic area. Your limbic area is uh, right in front of your amygdala. And we're going to talk about in a minute, in a minute. But your limbic area is your emotional processing. The way we process things, the way we, we deal with our emotions, that's what your lymphatic area of your brain controls. Then you have here, right around here, your cortex. This is thinking and planning, okay? This is when you say, okay, I'm thinking about what's going on. Now i got to come up with a, a plan. What am I going to do about it? That happens in your cortex, all right? And it's a little, a little um, organism in your brain. Uh, called the amygdala and that little it's like the size of a walnut that amygdala is the size about the of a walnut but it's very very strong because that's your safety radar that is the uh organism in your brain that tells you either to fight or either to take flight and it gives you it's the adrenaline rush. It releases all of the hormones. Your heart rate heart rate goes up if you get afraid and you're trying to think of what to do. All of that is controlled by your amygdala. It's your safety radar. And see, a lot of people, because of what has happened to them, either your amygdala may be overstimulated, and sometimes we don't know how to allow for it to connect. To release the right hormones so that we are able to get into a frame of mind so that we can think. But I'm going to show you some strategies on tonight. Then you have your brain stem. Your brain stem, this is controlling your breathing, your swallowing, your sleep, your heartbeat. All of those things that just happen automatically. That's what your brain stem controls. Okay? So now that we understand how our brain operates, we can now better say, okay, this is what's going on. See, now you know if somebody comes to you and they're yelling and screaming at you and you're looking and you say, okay, your heartbeat starts racing this and the other. Now that we know through the power of the Holy Ghost and through the understanding of how our brain works, we can say, okay, my amygdala is popping off. I need to breathe. 
And don't get mad. Don't let people get you upset when you find these strategies. Because I'm telling you, these things work. When you find these strategies, I got to always go back to the word. When Jesus was being, uh, uh, when the uh, centurion came to arrest Jesus, it talks about how calm he was. Jesus was calm because he knew how his brain operated. Jesus was calm. Remember when he kept saying, they were saying all this stuff, but Jesus wouldn't respond. He wouldn't say anything. Jesus was regulating himself. God showed me this through Revelation. Oh, I love the Lord. I'm getting goosebumps right now because he's downpouring. And whoa, I love the Lord. The Lord revealed that to me, that Jesus remained calm because despite what he was going through, he understood what was going on in his body. And he, through the spirit, remember we talked about the power of the Holy Ghost through the spirit. He was able to understand and regulate his mind and his body to make it to the cross. Let me tell you something. You're going to go through some trying things. But from tonight, from what you're from what you're going to learn tonight, and if you apply it, see the thing is, I said if because when you get knowledge, some people get knowledge but they don't apply it. But when you apply it, you're going to see how you even counterattack and how you deal with life situations as they come. They won't they won't make you become so rattled anymore because now you have the leading of the Holy Ghost that's showing you, you have the knowledge. Remember what the word says? We fail because of a lack of knowledge. But what's the opposite of that? We gain when we take in knowledge. Tonight we're getting knowledge. And so because of those things working together, cor they're, they're, cor correlate, uh, they're, they're correlation between the two, now you're going to be able to approach matters in a more effective way. So, when things happen, we, we take into mind our amygdala has to be ready. You don't, we can't allow for the amygdala to become overstimulated, wherein we cannot allow for the cortex to think so that we can plan on how to get out of a situation. So now we understand how this is working. And so we now have to realize, okay, this is where I'm at and this is what I need to do. I need to breathe. I need to calm down. Okay, and I need to think and all of these things happen like within nanoseconds. Once again, now that you know what now that you're knowledgeable, when you start applying these principles and the, these tactics, it helps you to get to a better place. So now you understand what's going on. Now you know how to regulate your system and now you know how to get into a better place so that you are centered on how to face what is trying to come against you. You have a choice. When you are in a situation and you see that things are starting to attack, you have a choice. Either you're going to fight and you're going to stand there and you're going to say, no, I'm not going to let this happen. Or you're going to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm getting away. So let's give you a, an example. Bear is coming. Lord, I try not to go any place where I know there's going to be bears. But if a bear were, attack, were to come and you saw a bear in your, your eyesight, right? Your, your hindsight, you see a bear. One of two things, either you're going to run. Or you may feel like, you know, I'm a fight. You might stand there and freeze and say, I'm going to freeze and not move at all. All of these things are working for your survival. Okay. They're working for your survival. Let's use something that's more, hopefully, I hope y'all not hanging around where bears are, but <laughs> let's use something that's more practical. Say you're in a situation and someone may be not having a good day and they come and they 
call you out of your name. They may call you uh, the B word. They may call you the N word. Okay. And of course, your heart starts racing. You start thinking, did this person really say that? Uh oh. One, two things. You're either going to let your physical, what you say, da, 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 you start going back at the person, or you might just breathe, like, and think this person, something is wrong. Maybe there's something, a mental challenge that they're going through. Maybe they have some issues, but their issues are not my issues. I'm going to walk away. Or you might even freeze because some people do that. They get shocked and they stand in that moment and they're just like stunned. Like, is this really happening? Okay. See, but the thing is your choice of how you handle it, whether you fight, flight or freeze, you have to always remember to allow for what? The power of the Holy Ghost to regulate how that amygdala, amygdala is going to be stimulated to process what's going on, okay? So that you make the better choice. You go back to that cortex thinking and planning, the better choice for you where and you remain in good standing. See, because sometimes things happen to trigger us and it'll take us out of our peace and our joy. Remember what the scripture said, <sighs> he wants us to be filled with peace. He wants us to be filled with joy. But what does the enemy do? He tries to put things before us to get us out of that place of peace and joy. So we got to regulate our minds, how we're going to process things so that we can stay filled with peace and joy. Yes. Yes, it's possible. Yes, it is possible. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So. Okay. 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 I'm going to just show you something. This is this is coming from Dr. Daniel Siegel. He's the one that um, really basically started talking about adverse childhood experiences and how to counterattack them so that people do not feel like they have to be stuck in uh, whatever occurred to them, that they can get to a place of being better despite what happened to them. And so he, uh, Dr. Siegel, he went into once again studying the brain, neuroscience, how to relate that, how to incorporate that, and how to explain to individuals how to get to a better place in life. So if you take your hand, you take your hand, this is the palm of your hand, This I'm going to show you how this can relate to your, your brain. Your wrist is your brain stem, okay? And this is, uh, once again, your brain stem, this is what re regulates everything else, your breathing, your heart rate, all of those things that's going to help you. Then you have your thumb which is your limbic system, and that deals with your emotions, okay? That deals with your emotions. Then you have your fingertips. This is your prefrontal cortex. This is the executive function. Once again, that frontal cortex is what's going to help you um, to make choices, your executive functioning, and to build relationships. See, this, this is important, okay, because a lot of us don't realize the best resource that God put on this earth was humankind. And remember what I told you earlier, sometimes um, things happen to us as children and we don't trust. We pull back from help from finding help from other people. And because that was damaged, it was damaged and it destroys relationships. A lot of ministries today have been severed because relationships, because people didn't know and understand that the importance of that prefrontal cortex building relationships 
to keep things standing, organization standing in good faith and strength. All of those things. Remember, always remember what the enemy does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So when we don't understand the purpose of that prefrontal cortex and how it is important for it to remain intact, for it to remain whole, it's for the purpose of us building relationships, marriages. We have so many marriages resulting in, in divorce for whatever reason. But majority of the time is because that area where relationships are supposed to be strong because of how it was supposed to be delivered to us and shown to us growing up, that wasn't there, okay? But it can be repaired. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, it can be repaired. Okay, so now we have the fingertips with, uh, once again, which represents your prefrontal cortex. Now, what happens when this these things are not intact and functioning? We call it, we have the flip, right? We The flip. All right. You have that um, your limbic system where the amygdala is involved and, and things start flipping and popping off because you get trauma. There, There's death in a family, the loss of a loved one. There's um, fighting, argument. You know, all of these things have been popping, popping and you flip, flip, flip. And no one has taught us how to control that, how to allow for our amygdala to become calm our uh, our prefrontal cortex to, to remain intact so that we can be exec make executive decisions for our lives. See, no one really taught us that. So now we know. So if you can just always remember brain in the hand, those different parts, when things start happening to your life, remember the flip is occurring because we got to make sure that the brain stem, your limbic system, that pre-cortex, calms things down so that we can get to a place to think correctly and make decisions that are going to be executive choices that will lead us to a better direction in life. Okay. I hope that made sense to you. I'm not going to overload you tonight because I don't want y'all to do a lot of flipping. Like, what was apostle talking about? That was too much. Nope. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. Once again, I'm, going, I'm, I'm showing you all of these things so that we can understand how our brain operates, how we are connected in our spirit, in our physical man. They're not separate. They are all connected together and they all work together. So we're going to talk more about childhood adverse experiences, how to get our healing, how to be made whole, how to be delivered from those things so that we can be the best person that we possibly can be. One tactic I'm going to leave you with, you have to breathe. You have to breathe. When, whenever you're going through a situation, I'm going to talk more about this in this as we continue the series. One thing is understanding breath. The breath of life that God has given us is important. It's regulating, it's stimulating, and it's calming. Breathe. Take it in. Let it all out. Take it in and let it all out. Yes. Okay. And we're going to be all right. We're going we gonna to be all right because God gave us his son, Jesus. And he told us that he gave us his son so that we can live life and live it abundantly. I pray that you got something out of tonight's lesson. Please join me the next time when I come on as I continue this series of being made whole, being delivered, being set free and healed from adverse childhood experiences. Until we meet or speak again, may the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your night.